like it's all over. Tatum wants to finish this with one punch. And here it comes. Oh, my God! Simpson's manager has flown into the ring and is airlifting him out. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever dignity remained in boxing is literally flying out the window. Are you an angel? Yes, Homer, I'm an angel. All us angels wear Farrah slacks. Well, you stopped the fight. Won't everyone be mad at you? Ah, let them be mad. The only thing that matters to me is you're safe. No! Sorry. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we're here to review Season 8, Episode 3, The Home of They Fall. I am Dando. I am Mitch. How you going, man? Uh, i got to be honest with you, Dando. I've been better. You have been better. Yeah, like I'm under sufferance. You have never looked better. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> a shout out to M. Munkovich for the sharp fade that she gave me up in... What's that place? Not St. Kilda. South Melbourne. There we go. Uh, no, I... As a podcaster, pretty much the only thing I need uh, is my mouth, right? And right now, my mouth is fucked in two different ways. I've got... Two different ways. Two different ways. (laughs) Which, I mean, it's hard to... I don't want to get too vulgar too early in the podcast. So, you know, language... Move along swiftly. Yeah, but it's hard to fuck a mouth two different ways. Um, But no, I've got an ulcer that's just on the inside corner of my lip that keeps catching my tooth. So, it's really hard to get out, like, p and b and those sorts of sounds. And not only that, before I came here, I was eating a pizza at Cafita around the corner from you in North Geelong, which is hands down the slowest pizza joint I have ever been to. I messaged you saying that I think they have a rule that they won't allow more than one pizza in the oven at any one time. <laughs> so because it took 25 minutes for it to come on a quiet night, I'll point out. It's a Tuesday. Yeah, it's a Tuesday night and there's six other people in there. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll jump. It'll be 10 minutes. I'll be in and out. This will be fine. Uh, 25 minutes later, my pizza finally comes without any fanfare or service. Just sort of like <laughs> waitress that barely even looked at me as she dropped it on the table and then scuttled back to whatever it was that she wasn't doing. Could at least give you a song and dance or something. Or just a, here's your pizza. Or enjoy or thanks. Have a good night. Just anything. Acknowledge let my me know, presence. Let me know if you need anything. I didn't even know if it was my pizza. Like, what if she was just <laughs> sitting it there for a moment because she forgot something? But anyway, so I thought I've got to scoff this down and first bite, I've lifted like, I reckon, a, going by my tongue, about a 10 cent piece of skin just off of the roof of my mouth up near the uh, back right-hand Hell. mole. Just a um, bit of uh, sauce, like it was a, a super, superheated sauce. Yeah, oh, just wow. Squeated, uh, squeated, just squirted, squirted out of the side and it was like a... It was like a napalm attack in my mouth. It was like <laughs> orange death being and ingested. Nothing will taste good for another two days. No. What happens? Yeah, no. I, or feel good or coffee's going to suck. Like everything. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm in a bad way. I'm sort of feeling it now, even though it hasn't happened. Yeah. It's like yeah. an itch. You can feel everyone, an itch when it's not. Yeah. Everyone has had that moment with a little bit of skin flap dangling down. It's the worst feeling in the world. You know, when you, speaking of things that hurt just on the inside, have you ever had a pimple just on the inside of your nose? Uh, good God. Oh, on the, like right near the tip there? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every time you knock times. your nose, oh. Long still. time, but yes, that's awful. I had, I had a pimple in my armpit once. Yeah, armpit? Yeah. Mate. Sweat pimple? Never. I don't know what it was. I was a kid, <laughs> but. Shit came out of it. I've never felt pain like that in my life. Really? It was, Are you yeah. sure it wasn't a cyst? 
I don't know what it was. I just know that it hurt. I nearly blacked out from pain <laughs> when my dad was trying to blacked out. I, I Come saw. On. I saw white. Like it was just how. It was like. Well, you know when there's just searing pain and your body doesn't know how to process it. No. and I nearly blacked out for the pain. I've never experienced that. The thankfully. lights went out. It was just too much. It was like giving birth without an epidural. Holy shit. So what were your dad doing trying to squeeze it? Yeah. What? How do you start that conversation, dad? Can he come squeeze his pimple in my no, arm? Well, Why no- could you not just do it yourself? Look, okay, firstly, I was like 13, so okay, you know, okay. it's not like I walked out as a 16-year-old <laughs> saying, can you help me? But it was, it was more that he, I think he... um. I'd been sore and I think he went to pick me up or something like that and kind of got me on the armpit and noticed me recoil and just as a caring parent he went hang on something's wrong with my kid let's let's have a look <laughs> I'm just envisioning you seeing the white light and <laughs> nearly blacking out yeah. it, it was like <laughs> it was like in movies when someone is getting a bullet removed without any morphine and they're just sort of like biting down on some sticks to except this is a pimple <laughs> Yeah, but it was a bad one. <laughs> yeah, granted, it wouldn't have been bad. It's very sensitive in the armpit, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't cry. I just nearly blacked out. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, uh, I've got a story but, for on, Sorry, I was going to say just quickly on the uh, the positive is that I yeah. walked out with my mouth, mouth in pain and then I looked up and just for space nerds out there, beautiful clear sky right now mm-hmm. with a new moon as we record. Uh, can currently, from your house, Dando, even if you just wander out to the front, you can see Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Mars. Mars and Saturn all in the night sky right now. All four of them? Yep. I've only ever... Well, I assumed it was Mars because my parents always said that one was Mars. Mm. How can you tell the difference? Uh, Different brightnesses. Okay. So, obviously, the the ones that are closer, yeah. yeah. So, like, even though Mars is closer than Venus, Venus, because of the gases, is super, super bright and it's hanging out near the moon right now. Mars is sort of over to the east as well. Maybe it's Venus is the one that I see then. Yeah. It's brighter than other stars. Yeah. Like, Venus just looks like a star that's really bright. It's one of the brightest objects in the sky. Mars has... Obviously, it's a red planet, so there's a little bit more of a reddish tinge. Jupiter, similar-looking colour, but a bit duller because it's further away. And then Saturn. Uh, Saturn is... It It really only looks like a star. It's just that I am a nerd and I kind of know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I looked. I was like, I reckon that's Saturn. And then I grabbed my um, Sky Tracker app and I pointed my phone at it and it was Saturn. And that's I went, awesome. Pat on the back, Neil deGrasse Tyson is rubbing off. I want to discuss this enchantment's coming out this week. Are you looking forward to it? I'm not overly hyped. I'm just very intrigued to see what they do. Yeah, intrigued is probably more of the word. I'll watch it, and if it's good, great. And if it's not, no big deal. I'm not particularly phased either way. It's just, it's a thing that's there. I'm going to be honest, the trailer didn't really grab me. I haven't even watched the trailer. Okay, I, it doesn't give away anything. The trailer just, for a cartoon is yeah. hard. Yeah, for a series. For a, for a cartoon series, yeah. Like, I don't know. It'll be funny or it won't be. I, I, but I, it'd want to be really, really funny to be able to make its way into my life, I'll be honest. It's just there's too much else on. Like It's hard call- for a, an animated series to stand out above the rest now. But, well, it's just, just any so TV show. Yeah. It's hard. So, like, I, I've, I've got to watch Patrick Melrose with Benedict Cumberbatch and Better Call Saul just came out two weeks ago and I haven't season watched any of that yet. Five? Yeah, season four. four. Like, it's just a... It's a busy schedule to make its way in, so it's yeah. harder to get too hyped about it when there's so many other things out there that I am really hyped about. Well, we're going to be interviewing Bill Oakley next week to discuss this enchantment and his time on The Simpsons, so mm-hmm. that should be interesting. It'll be, will that be post? That'll be post-viewing, won't it? Because the 17th it comes out. Something like yeah, that, so yeah. Yeah, so we will have watched this enchantment, yep. so it'll be interesting to hear what he has to say, because he was one of the head writers of the show. Yeah. Now, The Home of They Fall. What did you think of this episode? I always enjoy this one. I think I just have... A soft spot for the sport episodes. 
Yeah. I, I guess I've always loved sports movies, so I'm in mm. that same boat. They've got the familiar story arc. The Simpsons managed to twist them in a good way. I think this is a very funny episode. It's probably not one of the funniest, but what it does do, I, I reckon it's some of the best animation of any episode up to this point, particularly when they are parodying different boxing movies, like the Raging Bull sequence, all in black and white of Homer's little victory montage, the moment of Mo pacing back and forth, just chain smoking out in the hallway outside the... Um, in the venue backstage. Change rooms, basically, yeah. yeah. Uh, locker room is the word yeah. that I was looking for. Uh, that that sort of stuff I really, really liked. Like, they pushed themselves. They tried a bunch of different styles, but it always blended in perfectly. It never felt like it was taking you out of the episode. I think they really captured the mood and feeling of, the, like you said, the backstage area of a venue mm-hmm. like that. Just the lighting. Yeah, even very shadowy. Even the real smeared lighting that they had when Homer's getting his face knocked in, he's sort of looking out towards Marge. Yeah. Uh, and not only that, the shot from behind, um, looking over Marge's shoulder into the ring, they've got uh, the lights kind of streak across the camera a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Big, bright sports lights. So there's a lot of things like that. There was just, it's a very pretty episode to watch. I remember when I used to watch this as a kid. I used to find it funny when Homer was getting beaten up. Mm. I watch it now, and now that we're more, we know more about uh, concussions and things like that, I kind of found it a little bit more uncomfortable to watch. Really? Yeah. Watching, I know it's only, I know it's only a cartoon, but I was still, say, just it's watching very much only a cartoon. But still watching someone standing just getting the shit beaten out of them. I don't know. It just didn't. It's just funny how with controlled sports, so sanctioned violence, mm. we see a guy get punched on the street. You immediately want to interfere and say you can't fucking do that. You want to look after the guy. Mm. But then a guy in a boxing ring. It's almost like we encourage the violence. Well, yeah. I know they're putting themselves in that situation, but I, just, I, can't, I can't sort of differentiate between the two. That's why I don't like watching UFC and shit. I don't like watching guys getting the shit kicked out of them. I just don't... I, I, I tend to think of their families watching. Um, look, I get that. I've never been a big boxing fan by any stretch, mm. but I do still see that there's a very clear difference and there's a sport to it and there's an... A, a, a skill, an inherent skill in watching two trained fighters go as opposed to watching someone just king hit someone on the street. Yeah, or even just two guys get yeah. into a scrap, not necessarily a king hit, that you feel there is far more chance of something serious happening in the street fight than is what's than what's going to happen in the ring because it is sanctioned because there is so much training, medical support and all that sort of stuff that goes into it. I just think it's the long term I think the long term effects of being a boxer. I mean look at Muhammad Ali when he was trying to light the Olympic flame that time that yeah I, I don't think he got boxing from parkinson's i think he parkinson's from boxing, parkinson's from boxing. Yeah. uh it I would think, not have helped the situation he surely yeah i well, know you can get michael, it. I know michael you can j fox i know you can get it without the ring it. too many times exactly i know that but still everything we know now about concussion i don't know i just find that watching boxing now even pro wrestling to an extent i don't know i just don't like watching it so much because i just think these poor guys are putting themselves in a situation for money and it's gonna f- 10 years from now they're gonna be fucked yeah you can say that about a lot of Sports, though. And yeah. A lot of professional sports. AFL players ruin their body for a short period of time. Might not necessarily be concussion. Like, you know, sport takes it out of people. Yeah. They want to do it, do it. No one's forcing them to. This episode, I also thought growing up, this was a Homer story. It's really more of a Mo episode, really. It's about Mo wanting to recapture the glory days of the past. Mo takes the spotlight. Mo, Mo yeah. Mo sort of motivates the story to actually happen because Homer yeah. doesn't choose to be a boxer. It's only because of Mo. Yeah, Mo, Mo is the one that has all of the agency throughout this story, definitely. Yeah. And it's one of the better. I like that they gave Mo a nice backstory. He was a success. Was he? He got knocked out 40 times in a row. That's true. He, he wasn't a success what at all. I, he was just a fighter. He's just a pretty boy. <laughs> he wasn't, well, yeah, for a period. At least he had something. 
And and the fact that he's kept the memorabilia around shows that it, that's something that he wants to recapture again. It's like yeah. he, he enjoys and he loves that part of his life. He wishes he can go back to it. Yeah. Which is why he pushes Homer in a difficult situation. Yeah, I mean, Moe's not, right up until the end, Moe's not a nice guy throughout all this. He's purely he's, using Homer and taking advantage of him. But you can see that it's eating him up as well. It's not. He's not just doing it and it's not, not bothering him. It wasn't eating him up when he was taking 60% against all the boxcar guys. But yeah, but he wasn't, Homer... We say he wasn't in danger. Those guys weren't going to beat Homer. When Dredrick Tating comes around and more money gets involved, that's when mm. Mo starts going, I don't want to put Homer in a situation, but that's a lot of money. Yeah. Which is not a good guy thing to do. <laughs> so, like, he's really not a good guy right up until the very end. Even though he might be slightly racked with guilt, he's still doing it. I'm just, just trying to say the good Fritzl guy... Fritzl might have felt bad about locking his daughter the, in the room, the good, but the, he still did yeah, it. The good guy's in there, though, trying to say, you shouldn't be doing this. got to the Fritzl references. That's three you know, weeks in a row, I think. You're obsessed. I think there's a documentary on Netflix on that guy. Is there? I think so. Okay. I don't think I want to watch it. Just depressing, depressing stuff. The Twisted World of Joseph Fritzl. Just not good at all. Is that That's almost a good enough pretzel pun. I think I just it's a, just a good last name. Fritzl. Fritzl. Comes out of the mouth well. Sounds like a good dessert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fritzl and batter. Oh, would it be? I, I, I mean, it feels like a savoury for sure. Yeah. Fritzl. Uh, a cream puff Fritzl. Now, now I'm with you. it's, it's, it's got to be a baked good, not a deep fried. <laughs> the main, a main theme of this we just discussed is nostalgia and trying to relive your glory days. I think they did a good job of setting it up with the Bonanza at the start. I never really realized yeah. until watching for the review that they, these two guys from the Bonanza days trying to live off the past essentially. And so many people, it reminded me of people at conventions yeah. who just have had nothing going on in their professional life for like 20 years. It's like, Remember me from that sort of side character I did on that TV show back in 1985? Yeah. You just feel so sorry for no. those guys. Who are you again? Yeah, yeah. Why am I paying $30 to meet you? Who, Kane? <laughs> but you watch that and you just feel so sad for the guys. Because I lo- they love the line from Marge, weren't there three Indians last year? Yeah. And then, oh, sorry, the other thing that I really enjoyed about that scene as well was just play the music. Like, yeah, just quick. It, it's that <laughs> thing of like how little... Nostalgia can be spread really thin. Yes. People remember things as like through, you know, rose-colored glasses often, but then when they're confronted with the reality of it, it's like, oh, that's not all that I remembered it to be. Sometimes they're best left remembered. uh, Yeah, often. Video games are like that. Oh, well, yes and no, but yes, sometimes. A lot of, well, I remember a lot of games. As a kid, I loved them, obsessed with them. I wanted to get them and play them again. I play them now and they're so easy. And I think, I used to spend weeks trying to pass this level. But now it just takes me like two minutes. Dr. Mario. Yeah. <laughs> little fly squatting game. Simpsons that? help you spell. Yes. <laughs> oh, the fly squatting game. Yes. With, with the mouse. Yeah, I do remember that. That yeah. was tough. I've got it. How? On the Nintendo. Ah, was that a, okay. Do you want to play it? It was one of those games I never owned, but I used to watch the people play it on Amazing all the time. Yeah, okay. It was one of the go-to games for Amazing. Hmm. Good game. To kill five minutes and then yeah. you get bored. Yep. <laughs> so what else would you like about the episode? I liked the usual, like the twist that they throw on the usual underdog story. So this South Park would go on to do it very, very well with the Pee Wee Hockey episode, where I think um, Stan's Pee Wee Hockey team make it all the way through to the finals before they ultimately get nearly killed by the Detroit Wet Red okay. Wings. So it's that thing of against all odds, this is happening, and then it's no, 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 a big dose of reality right yes. at the very end. It's even that moment where Homer goes, "I'm gonna hit him back." Yeah. Nope. No. <laughs> that. Punch to the top of the head. Oh, that looked that, painful. Cartoon or not, I did feel that. Yes. Yeah. It's because it's you got his family there saying, stop the fight, stop the fight, and no one else cares. That cactus is right. Yes. <laughs> I need to hit him back. This, for me, 
Much like Summer of Four Foot Two, I like the fact that there was no subplot because it gave the writers a chance to sink their teeth into the story, but it also yeah. gave us a chance to sort of invest in Homer's rise to fame, but also Moe's sort of desire to want his validation to yeah. reclaim that sort of feeling inside of himself that he's a success. Yeah. And it also just gave us gave the writers more time to invest in Moe as far as just comedy and expand on Moe yeah. a little bit and let Hank expand more on the character that he's created, get to do more than just say two or three lines and then not be heard from again for an episode or two. Do you think this could have been more focused on Mo and just have sort of Homer as the side character? Because they sort of balance No, it. I think the balance is, you, is where it needs to be. You think it needed be. to be the... Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just think there's a few... You can't, you can't relegate the main character to just be a barely mm. there side character. That would be too much of a leap. One thing I did find odd was that we have a story of Homer realising realizing he has a... a Big threshold for pain. Mm. Just like two or three episodes since Homer Palooza. Well, I guess he wasn't taking cannonballs to the head in Homer Palooza. He's still one more cannonball and you die. Mm. So either way, he's dying. Well, I mean, I, the only boxes thing is, aren't hitting as hard as cannonballs. So the only thing in this in this story is that he is getting paid for it at least. Yeah, true. It's also a gap of seasons in here as well. Yeah, I know that. So, yeah. yeah, it's just because we do the podcast, it just seemed yeah. like it was two, three weeks ago. I know that, but I don't know it just seemed like it was a. It felt like a similar story. Yeah, Homer, Homer has a big threshold for pain, so he can do something. Well, it could have been a thing where they pitched, mm. like as the like they would have been in a room somewhere talking about the potentially talking about the number of things that they've put Homer through, and then someone goes, "Geez, this guy's got a big pain tolerance," and then that throws two different ideas up, and they go, "Oh yeah, both of those are work." They go away, and they just matter of timing happen to come out. As you said, chronologically close to each other, but yeah. in reality, six months apart. A lot of people say that Homer, the character, changes a lot. Say season 10, 11, 12. He becomes an oaf. He becomes too stupid. Yeah, there's a moment We're starting in... to get some of that here. Yes. Particularly the line... Uh, what did he say? Oh, when he's talking about getting the world's greatest jacket, it's like, that'd show everybody. And then it's the repeat of show everybody that I was like, what the hell was that? Yeah. Like... I mean, well done to Dan for even figuring out what to do, but who wrote that and yeah. why? Like, that was... When people sort of ask about what I do or don't like about early Homer versus older Homer, it's one of those moments where it's just really out of character and out of the blue and not funny and doesn't go anywhere. It's no. just a thing that gets said. Any any character could say that. It doesn't make any sense. It's not a Homer written joke. No. And what happened to the code of the schoolyard? Oh, yeah, about squealing. Yeah. Yeah. What? People can change their opinions. Homer, the like, Simpsons haven't aged, per se. <laughs> no, but, you know, still. Writers change. Look, Code of the Schoolyard <laughs> did not work out so well for Bart. So Didn't it? He got his ass kicked. I thought he came... I mean, ultimately, yeah. He came yeah, home the, beat up, and then Homer says, you can't squeal, you have to take him on, didn't he? He did, but I guess ultimately it, it comes back to, like, he then got his ass kicked for a little while until the water bomb fight. Mm. So... Maybe Homer doesn't know about the water bomb fight. Homer just knows that Bart was being made to eat his own hat and get sent home inside a trash can. So we went, well, maybe squealing is the way to go. We also are getting a careless Homer. A, when he grabs Marge's arm when they're going to the store and she goes, Homer, you're hurting me. He goes, no, I'm not. Mm. That's not the Homer that we've come to know. This is, this, we're starting to get season 10 Homer. A little bit there, yeah. He wouldn't normally say that. No, that was more... Him not giving that's a shit a about Marge's pain. Nope, that's not Homer's. Yeah, that's, that's less right. a joke about Homer and more a joke about men in general. Like he's bit sort of being a surrogate there for when guys get super excited. But yeah, you're right. That's out of step with the way Homer would normally be. The only 
major nitpick that I have this episode. Homer doesn't know who Jedrick Tatum is when Mo pitches the idea to mm. him, right? What about Lisa versus the Eighth Amendment? Um, when the whole episode's about him watching a fight with Jedrick mm. Tatum. Well, he doesn't watch it. <laughs> he goes outside. But he knows who's in the fight. Yeah. Uh, oh, a couple of those. Yep, no, that's a fair point. It's not a big deal, but I just think, I don't know. There's a whole episode about Homer wanting to watch a fight with this guy. He yeah. knows who he is. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's a way that they could have... No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess... It, look, it's one of those things that if Homer does know who he is, then there's no way he would have gotten into the ring. He only does it because of Moe's belief. Yeah. So, they're, they're painted into a bit of a corner in that regard, so they've just had to throw out mm. that bit of historical continuity in the hope that people like you wouldn't ask questions <laughs> like that <laughs> some 20 years later. I'm like the fat nerd asking about itchy and yeah. scratchy. Yes. What's a grown man watching a children's cartoon for? Pretty much. In the confines of this episode, <laughs> he doesn't know who he is. There's going to be plenty of those when Bill does a live Q&A on our Facebook page, isn't it? I hope not. <laughs> Don't waste his time. He's being very generous. Yes. <laughs> if you could ask Bill one question, off the top of your head, what's it going to be? Is it going to be about Simpsons or just comedy in general? Or What did you have for dinner last night? There you go. What do you reckon Bill had for dinner last night? I don't know, but I'm really curious. Yeah. <laughs> do you know he does do a um a live feed on his Instagram where he reviews a live feed, yeah. like at a trough. He does, <laughs> <laughs> he does live uh, reviews of fast food restaurants. Oh, really? Every day, he just goes to a fast food restaurant and does live review of their food, food, and then the the fast food restaurant like reshares it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, got to do something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It didn't quite work for us when we decided to review KFC's taco burger no, or whatever no, no. it was, but cool. you know. Uh, so, what was your favourite moment from the episode? Actually, before we get into the favourite moment, I just need to say, we mentioned Dredderick Tatum before. I forgot how funny Hank's performance was as Dredderick Tatum. Yeah, it's very good. That press conference? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I would reconsider it. <laughs> we'll get into him in a minute, though. What was your uh, favourite moment? They have a wife, champ. Yes, but I assume she would die from grief. Yes. So good. Uh, my favourite moment... Two, uh, I was torn between two. They're both mm. Homer moments. One of them, after he throws one punch that isn't even enough to kill a fly. That but, is so great. Okay, now hit me with your right. Just a second. Yeah. <laughs> just the leaning into the ropes. Very, very funny. I just love the sound effect of the glove hitting the pad. Just a yeah. Boom, and the fly just flying away. Yeah. It's, actually, I've got a, <laughs> a quick story about boxing. In two, my, my second favorite moment was... The graceful animation of Homer stepping out of the way of the... I think it's the second fight that he wins. When it falls down. Where the guy just falls down in front of him. It's just... Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't want to be a part of this. Yes. Um, I Two weeks ago, I started doing some personal training in the build-up to cricket season. And uh, let's just say, personal trainer who knows how to be rough. Like, he has taken AFL teams on pre-season camps before. Did you nearly black out from the pain? No. Former <laughs> member of um, some very high up enforcement agencies. Let's well, can't you just say it? He's fucking, if he tells you, he's obviously running I a business. I think he's taken... No, he hasn't told me. I've heard this from other people and I think he's killed people before. So oh. <laughs> so I've got to be careful. But it's not like I've gone to any time fitness and I've got you know Eric to... To teach me how to do some lat pull downs. It's like, funny. This that, isn't is it? fucking commando style. You meet somebody, and the second you find out they've killed someone, it's just like, ooh. Yeah, a little like, bit. It changes everything. Yeah. Like he has looked someone in the eye and 
ended their life. Yeah. I mean, great guy. Like, he's got two Labradors in the backyard and that's enough for me. Like, he seems like a... Anyway, so we're doing some boxing things and it was 30 seconds crosses, 30 seconds uppercuts, and then 30 seconds sitting on the ground, legs straight, back upright, punching upwards. So, like, punching... So, he's standing over me. And on the third rep of that, so, uh, as like, you know, 270th second, coming up into that area, I started to falter a little bit. I started to lean to my uh, left. And I heard him yell, get your fucking back straight, keep my balls on your head. <laughs> That's a motivating line, which unfortunately just made me piss myself laughing. <laughs> I was like, I did try to sit up, but I was giggling through the last three or four punches that I threw. We ain't going nowhere to this Christmas ham. Learns how to sit up. <laughs> keep, keep my balls on your head. Yeah, it's good. Wow. Guttery Sergeant Hartman himself would not have come out with something like that. Does, does he have good balls? Soft balls? Um... Comforting, like you <laughs> like know, a pacifier. Uh, you know, if you dive into a beanbag head first, yeah, 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 it was like that. I feel like I was imagining, you know, that that golf hat you have, it just sort of sits on your head, like when, <laughs> like when Homer gets the uh, he can he can feel four kinds of softness with the hat, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly right. <laughs> it's a four, three, whatever, but you know what I mean. My favorite moment for some reason, it always got me as a kid, and it got me again. Homer's entrance music, Why Can't We Be Why Friends? Why Can't We Be Friends? <laughs> just perfect. Yeah. Oh, I just absolutely love it. I want more of that in boxing. Like, yeah, taking the piss. Yeah. I hate <laughs> how when you get like the, the tail of the tape and it's the two photos or you go to any gym and they got the photos of their fighters up, it's always the same photo. Yeah. It's a guy looking menacing with yeah. his gloves up. Like, why not just have a dude... I don't know. Be like a pro Boxing wrestler. gloves on, but with Groucho Marx glasses and a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> Like, someone just having some fun with it. As you said, why can't we be friends on the way out? Or uh, the chicken dance or something like that. War, what is it good for? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like They would instantly become my next favourite fighter. Oh, 100%. I'd be all, I would be so over the sport of boxing. <laughs> and it would almost be more intimidating, I think. Cause you, you, would, you would get around him, wouldn't you? Yeah, particularly if they won a few. Hmm. Because it's like... Yeah, I, I don't need to try to look menacing in a photo. I, I just know I am. Can beat you. Yeah. yeah. Someone do it. If there's a boxer out there listening, why can't we be friends? Should be your theme music. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else would be a good one? Um, the Friends theme <laughs> by the Rembrandts. <laughs> I'll be there for you. <laughs> just if, no, the Kirby enthusiasm music. That'd be pretty great. <laughs> Actually, that'd be that would Post be my fight. yeah victory music. <laughs> Knock the dude out. <laughs> uh, freeze frame. <laughs> that would be amazing. Someone do it. Please, somebody do that. Alrighty. So, trivia. What have you got for me this week? Uh, three, uh, question three. Question three. So. Questions three. <laughs> Questions to the power of three. Yes. How many flavors of ice cream does Phineas O. Butterfat stock? This is a real blink and you miss it sight gag. It's one of the stores in the background at the mall. Shit. Nine. 5,600. What? Yeah. Really? It's a okay. lot of ice cream. What? Oh, we discussed what ended Mo's career. We've got four questions, so I'll leave that one out. You said it before, getting mm-hmm. knocked out 40 times. What percentage does Mo take? I think you answered this 60%. one as well. 60%. 60%, yeah. Uh, when was the last lady in Mo's? That's my next question. Uh, 79. <laughs> yeah, 79. As long as we ignore all the other times yes. ladies have been in Mo's. Exactly. Now, now, does he mean ladies in the bathroom or in Mo's in general? It sounds like in Mo's in That's general. That's what I thought, yeah. yeah. Uh, what is the subheading of the magazine that has Dredderick Tatum on the front? Ooh. It says Dredderick Tatum. Says something. Um, no, I'm not sure. Why such rage? Oh, okay. Yep. 
Oh, it's a fair question to ask yeah. of a boxer that pushes his own mother down the stairs. Yes. Now, he's a takeoff of Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, yeah. Obviously, but Mike Tyson has just, he was just getting in prison for three years for rape, I think. I believe that seems, sounds about the right time yeah. that that happened. It was just prior to this episode airing. Yeah. yeah. Amazingly well glossed over when he was in The Hangover and everyone started to love Mike again. It's funny, I actually had this, it's funny how we just forgive sports stars. Yeah, or forget. Like, like I was on the edge by. of my seat hoping Tiger Woods was going to win yesterday. Oh, well, look. He, he just cheated on his wife yeah, I know he didn't a, do a whole bunch of times. Yeah, he, he, he didn't break did a law. Bad things to his family, I know. But, yeah. but it's like they they do something, they get ridiculed by the media and people don't want to talk about it for a while. They come back, they fucking dominate and you're like, that's why I love you. Yeah, but I th- there's a line for me where I never wanted him to be ridiculed by the media. Like... Yeah, okay, so he's a shit husband. A lot of people are. You don't read about it in the papers all the time. Like, I I didn't love and respect Tiger Woods because he was a great man. I respected him because of how far and how well he hit a golf ball. So I still get super excited when he goes out and hits a golf ball really far and really well again. Yeah. Um, I want to go to America just to watch him play before he finishes. Oh, it'd be phenomenal. Like, to yeah. But... Then there's a line that gets crossed that, no, Mike Tyson is not... He bit someone's ear. He should no longer be accepted in the no. public eye. Like, he has actually had criminal transgressions many, many times. Like, why do you keep letting him in as a sister? Because we're scared of him. <laughs> Sorry, champ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, shut up. <laughs> did, um, you, did you see Tiger's performance, though? I've got it. Recorded. I've been watching it on and off. Oh, okay. So you've seen the second hole. So I'm sitting there with oh, Elliot. Oh, nearly holes out on the second hole. Middle of the night, I'm sitting there with Elliot. Elliot's sort of calming him down. And then I'm just like, come on, Tiger, you can do it. Tease off into the bunker. I'm like, fucking hell. Fuck it. And then next shot, three feet from the hole. And as one, we just leap off the couch. Yes! As one. <laughs> and Elliot's just looking at me like, oh, Next thing I know, I'm catching Elliot. Yes. I just leapt off the couch. Nicole's like, Brendan, what's wrong? I'm like, Tiger just did a really awesome shot. She's like, be quiet. <laughs> uh, what's a Newsweek? Well, what does Newsweek describe boxing as? No idea. The cruelest of sports. The cruelest of sports. Okay. Now, you had some new names for the episode. I saw you posted in the Four Finger Discount Patreon exclusive Facebook. Yeah. Group. We had a lot of responses. Went gangbusters. Like it gangbusters. Normally, normally, we don't get this many responses. You like asked. Really politely too. You're like, can you please, if, if you have some time, please. <laughs> remember, if you want to be a member of the group, it's only two dollars plus a month. Go to patreoncom slash discount to get access into the group, where you can mingle with other like-minded Simpsons fans. Uh, so we'll run through some of the better ones that came through. Kenneth Baseka, Million Dollar Homer. There's a few, there were a lot of plays on Southpaw. Um, Jake Taylor was the first Southpaw? one with. What the hell is that? It's Jake Gyllenhaal starring movie. Okay, didn't, came didn't out know it. came out okay. a couple of years ago. Okay. Jake Taylor with soft paw, mm-hmm. uh, David David with sloth paw, mm-hmm. Kenneth Paseka, Cinderella Homer, uh, which is Cinderella yeah, Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Russell uh, Crowe, Crow, one of my favourite boxing movies of all time. Um, Do you know I watched A Beautiful Mind for the first time recently? <laughs> Fight Chub, that's pretty good. You watched A Beautiful Mind for the first time yeah. recently. Uh, Fight Chub, by the way, came from Kristen Nell. Good movie, A Beautiful yeah. Mind. Ed Harris, very good in it. Uh, not how I thought. I thought it was a movie just about a mathematician who just was brilliant that no one really took seriously. Mm. I didn't realize he had the sort of the visions and things like that. Like that moment yeah. where 
the baby nearly drowns in the in the bath. Mm. Holy shit, yeah. dude. Spoilers. Ah, dude. Josh Saarinen, Fumble in the Jungle. I enjoy. Fumble in the Jungle. Luke Sinclair, Million Dollar Flabby. There's a lot of people that are making fun of... There aren't many boxing movies, though, are there? we got Million Dollar Man, Million Dollar Baby, Cinderella it's Man. Heaps. There's Rocky 1 through to 5, and then there's Rocky s- Balboa. I was going to say, besides the <laughs> and Rocky And then there's movies. Creed, and then there's Creed 2. Uh, besides those. Um, so, Raging uh, Raging Bull, you got Champ. There's um, The Harder They Fall, the one that this is actually based okay. on. Digstown is a boxing movie. Um what haven't I said? You could, uh, the the Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie with Hugh Jackman. Real Steel. Yes. <laughs> That's a boxing movie. And it's a great boxing movie. You know who also was a boxer? Avon Barksdale. From The Wire. Yes. yes there's a box... And uh, quite a bit of season four in The Wire. Spends its time in a boxing ring. Yeah. So, no. The, b- boxing is like one of the, the most common sports movies. So, I'm wrong. <laughs> you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it right- seemed like they were going to the, the same two or three. For, for name parodies. There were a lot, which is why I'm not going to read them all out. But uh, thank you very much to everyone that submitted. Mine uh, for this week was The Non-Fighter. The Non-Fighter, mm. which is a takeoff of... The Fighter. The Fighter. Yeah, okay. the Wahlberg, Christian yep, Bale yep, yep, movie. Yep, yep, yep. Which, I, just in case people are curious as to where I rank the fighter in boxing movies, it's a great movie, but it's not a great boxing movie because the best no. thing about it is Christian Bale, who doesn't box. The boxing in that takes a little bit of a sidestep. But this is, would you say this is a good like boxing story, the Homer Mo one, but it's more about Mo? Mm, it's a good boxing promoter story. Hmm. Yeah. So the fighter is a good boxing promoter story? No, the fighter is a good man that's on meth story. Christian Pat? Yeah. <laughs> that's not the one where he lost heaps of weight though, is yeah. it? That is the one. No, the yeah. one where he became like a skeleton. Oh, no, that's... That's creepy That's the shit. machinist. Ugh. I've never actually watched the movie. I've just Highly clips. recommend it. The Machinist yeah. is a great movie. Why does he actually lose weight for that? What, what's he, the role? Well, he plays a guy who is an insomniac who hasn't slept for two years okay. and has a bunch of health complications that rise from that. Lack of appetite being one of them. Yep, fair enough. Cool. So the original air date of the episode was November 10th, 1996. We've got a chalk gag this week, Mitch. Chalkboard gag. We do. It was like a, a, a bull, like a rodeo couch. That's a couch gag. I said chalkboard. Chalkboard gag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired So am I I am not my long lost twin Referencing Hugo maybe? Perhaps Or maybe there was just like a spate of long lost twins in the press Maybe And the couch gag was what? You said it <laughs> uh, Yeah like a radio, rodeo couch basically it Rides off through the American West Yes the episode kicks off at the mall, and there's the Bonanza event. We've mentioned how sad this is to watch. Really tasteless joke from the Indian, though. Oh, the, like how we yeah. list all of the people that they'd have rather to see, but they're all dead. Like you know, on Bonanza, we were trying to kill them, but Father Time took care of that for us. Am I those. right, folks? Yeah, <laughs> you are. Quiet, you are an man. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, so then the family walk off saying how shit that is. They want to discover the gadget store. Yeah, a high tech gadget store. Mm. This is like one of the classic first act. Season like Simpson things. It's not even where, first act. It's first two minutes. Well, yeah, but it's like our prologue. We'll call it a prologue where one thing happens and another thing happens and another thing happens and then we finally get to the story. I like so, the way they connected them though because the story of mm. Bart with the belt has nothing to do with boxing, but it felt seamless and it works its way in. Yeah, yeah exactly. It ties into. There's a cause and effect as yeah. to what happens. So it's just the family going through the store. Yeah. Trying out different gadgets. A suede briefcase case. Yeah, yep, yep, <laughs> I enjoyed yep. that. Um, the world's best jacket. Now, up until the I'd 
the up until the repeat of show everybody, it is a funny Homer line to say the world's best jacket man. If I had that, it would show everybody. Yeah, like that's yeah, it's what an idiot would think. Yeah, exactly. I liked that bit of it. It's just the show everybody that you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. strange. Yeah, uh, we then get. One of my favourite comic book guy moments. Yeah, it is. Um, it's one of your, the most iconic quotes that you can go yeah. to. But I love <laughs> so comic good. book guy up against uh, wise battle guy. of the wise guys. Yeah, like it's hey, fat Star Trek fan, you must be a devil with ladies. <laughs> and his response is, oh, oh, oh. Like, you know what to say? Oh, return to my comic book store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he's returning a belt that he didn't pay for. He won yeah. it for free at a Star Trek convention. And he wants it refunded. <laughs> Oh, his trivia. How much does Bart buy it for? Four dollars. Yeah, yeah. So he said Bart buys it off of him, and he goes back to his store. He then shows it off to his friends. It's a yep. pretty cool belt. If God, oh, if you're a ten year old kid, you would want that belt. If God wore pants, I bet he'd have a belt like that. Yes, That's yeah, a good yeah. line from Millhouse. Yeah, it's really, really great. One of my favorite quotes of The Simpsons. And I forgot to mention this last week when somebody asked, "What's your, one of your favorite yeah. sort of like random quotes?" Hey, dude, he's ragging on your cord. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so great how he says, "Want to change belts?" Well, no, no, yours just an extension cable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's really, really good. I really also like as well, it's one of those things that The Simpsons does so much better than anyone else. Well, they did back in this time anyway. Most shows, when he shoots off the parachute and it says, call police for help, mm. that would be the gag. Yeah. The Simpsons then has Bart say, didn't you read? Call the police. Yeah. They add an extra a, gag in there. Yeah, has another try at it. Yeah. yeah. It's, and they nail it. So yeah. great. He's turning left. Yes. <laughs> Great visual game. Yeah. I thought it was odd how it has Janie saying, no running in the hallway. Yeah. Um, it just felt weird. I was trying to think if that was like a homage to a movie or something along those lines. Mm. The only reason that I can think of it existing. Or if it was like maybe video games at the time or something like, like Doom that. Doom or something. Yeah. Like there'd be... It's just... I guess it's just... You're looking through his eyes, weren't you? Yeah, a little point bit. Of view shot. It, it felt like it had to be referring to something. I just didn't know what it was. Mm. It was bizarre. But then they beat get- shit out of him. He comes home, and this is classic Homer. Looking good, son. Hey, what happened to your belt? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> There's only one thing punks like that understand: squealing. You've got to squeal to every teacher and every grown-up you can find. Coming to me was a good start. But then they'll just beat me up even worse. Yes, they are a clever bunch. I know. I'll squeal for you. To their parents. So then Homer goes to talk to the bully's dads. This mm-hmm. is their only appearance ever in the series. The fathers of Kearney, yep. Dolph, and Jimbo. Who all look exactly like Kearney, Dolph, yes. and Jimbo. Yes, yep. And what does one of them say? This is for the crummy life that I live. Yeah. So they try and beat up Homer. Nothing's happening. Yeah. And then Mo sticks up for Homer. You gotta beat up my friend in my bar. There's a two drink minimum. Yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> such as a Mo line. a Mo line as you'll ever hear. Yeah. <laughs> Holding the shotgun. Another. That's actually another really cool bit of animation. I love the way the shotgun reaches into the foreground and feels big and menacing yep. and powerful. Like, it's a really, really well-drawn scene. I feel like Mo is one of the more most dangerous characters on the show. Mm, more so than like, Groundskeeper Willie. Yeah. He, he would not hesitate to blow your head off with a shotgun. I feel like Mo has. Yes. At some see, point. See, Willie has sympathy. Like, you know when he was he wrestled that wolf? Yeah, Wolfie. Yeah, yeah. He's, he still has a little little soft guy to him. Yeah. You know? Moe's just... I wouldn't say Moe's cold. Moe's not going to be feeding the wolf out of his hands no, afterwards. No, he's going to be cooking him and eating him. <laughs> so Homer's ashamed that he failed, that he didn't get his son's belt back. But Moe is more intrigued by the fact that Homer was able to take a beating 
and sees this as an opportunity to recapture his boxing glory. Boxing might be right up your alley. Really? Oh, please, it's the good life, Homer. Some of these boxes, they eat steak and lobster and salad bar all in a single meal. <gasps> Dressing? Their choice. You really think I could do it? Well, I don't know. Are you man enough to test every one of your limits? Yes. And are you man enough to throw a punch should the opportunity arise? Yes. And are you man enough to give me a 60% cut? Yes! I'll take it. Woohoo! We come back and he takes Homer into the female toilet. As we said, since 1979, no mm-hmm. female has been in there. Mo talking about the transition throughout the years from I was kid gorgeous, then kid presentable, then kid gruesome. And finally, Kid Mo. Just Kid Mo. <laughs> Did you see on the post from the background who Mo f- was fighting? Uh, what, no. Who was billed? Sizzlack versus Oakley. Okay. And then it says Silverman versus Kirkland. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, squeeze yourselves Waves, in there somehow. Yeah, yeah. Putting their names in there. One of my favorite lines here is when Homer points out how much Lucius looks like Don King. Yeah. They're not even trying to hide the fact that it was just a direct takeoff. Yeah, exactly. It's Well, Don um, turned the role down, yeah. which is probably another big part of why that got put in there. Yeah, yeah. I wonder why him. he would. Scheduling conflicts, maybe? maybe oh, I don't know. Maybe... Oh, look, I don't know anything about Don King. He has his reasons. <laughs> probably busy in court. Probably so. Was he... He was uh, Tyson's manager at this point, was he not? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Do you, What's your memories of Tyson? Because as a kid, I just remember him being... I didn't know too much about him. I just knew that when he was on screen... Shit was getting real. Like he was a scary dude. Oh yeah, terrifying. And the like footage of watching Tyson fight, he it looks more frightening than any boxer I've ever seen in a ring. Have you he's, watched when he was younger? He was yeah. insane. Yeah, huge and super quick. Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah. Do you reckon he could take out Mayweather in his prime? prime I think he could prime? take out a battalion in his prime. <laughs> he was pretty. pretty I don't know dangerous. enough about fighting to say yeah, you could take out Mayweather or anything like that. But all I know is that when I watched him in the ring, I was terrified. I feel like we cannot possibly idolize it, it, I don't want to talk up Mike Tyson and idolize what he did not 15 minutes I'm not after I, it up. I'm just saying. No, I know, but like I don't want to get into a thing of oh yeah, he was fantastic 15 minutes after I said we shouldn't let him in. <laughs> so that that'd be a fair amount of hypocrisy about yes. me doing that. So and I felt like you were walking me down that path. <laughs> <laughs> Marge isn't happy, though, that Homer is going to take up boxing for good reason. She's just... Like, last season, she was just watching her husband nearly kill himself with cannonballs. Uh, yeah. Now um, he's getting into a boxing Marge room. has been through a lot of late. Homer makes a lot of decisions without consulting Marge first. Mm. She puts up with a lot, Marge. Decisions without consulting her, he's always done. That's a that's a given. Yeah, but this is putting his life in danger. I'm and sure it's, it's so, not but, the but, first time he's put his life in danger. But putting though. himself in danger is... Potentially ruining his family because who's going to make the money? But yeah, but he just trusts Mo. He doesn't think he's being in danger. Well, he's an idiot. Who, yeah. trusts, who trusts Mo? Well, him because he's an idiot. Marge recommends that he goes to see a doctor, not just any doctor, a, credi- a competent doctor. A competent doctor. Oh. Inhibit doesn't do what Marge wants. He says, "Oh no, you're fine." I, I think it's a bit of a, I don't know, cop out. The oh, he's just got more fluid around his brain. He can actually put up with getting hit. Um, Apparently they did this because they felt like the audience wouldn't believe that Homer could get into a boxing room with a heavyweight champion. Yeah, that makes sense. That if you give having that medical reason in there does give a decent get out clause for comedy anyway, not for believability, but for comedy. Well, for comedy, but also the for believability within the realms of the Simpsons universe. Yeah, you couldn't make an actual movie about it, but you can do that in the show, mm. and and people that's enough to suspend disbelief. I like the way they tease that Hibbert was going to beat him up with a two by four. Yeah. 
just to take it away from you. Pulling uh, sterile. Yeah. <laughs> like, I loved the sterile label on yeah, top yeah, of that. Yeah. Homer's then training, and this is where you get your favorite moment with the fly. It is one of the best visual gags of the season. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> just not only the fact that it's not hurt, just how slowly it flies in yeah. and out, <laughs> which helps emphasize how slow the punch is. Yeah. And then Homer, like you said, just exhausts it the other yeah. end. Moe's like, okay, we're going to take this another yeah. way. That's fine. Punching ain't your thing. Yes. <laughs> Who's going to knock you down? No one. When are you going to fight back? Never. What are you going to do? Nothing. That's my boy. He's starting to get a little bit into shape, I guess. Then it's time for Homer's first match. Mm-hmm. And he's just fighting a Up hobo. against Boxcar Bob. Yes. Using Mo's old gloves. That's a nice little call from Rocky. Yeah. yeah. Rocky, Rocky 2. I can't remember. But I know neither of them had the stinger. Wait. No, Rocky 3. Rocky 7? No, Rocky 3 is where Apollo gives him his old shorts and Rocky starts fighting in the American shorts against You know your Rockies. I I do know my Rockies. After about two minutes of thinking about it? A couple seconds of thinking about it. I was trying to think whether or not Mickey gave uh, Stallone anything special in the first one. He doesn't. We just got these Rocky puppets in at work. Apparently, they're from commercials for like break iced coffee or something from like the 90s. Yep. They look horrendous. They look terrifying. So, they're lifelike... It's sort of photo like, real copies of Sylvester Stallone there. Yeah, exactly. Actually, does wear that joke. Remember those old puppets they used to have on the footy show of like Sam Newman and stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. Looks like that style. Yeah, giant head. Yeah. Yep. Bizarre. And it's got Mickey as well. It just looks creepy as shit. But anyway, so it's his first match. I love the way the hobo keeps looking at his sack to make sure his stuff's still yep. there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I Just glossing over, I liked that most gloves with a bit of barbed wire. Yeah, the and stinger. The pronunciation, the stinger. Like, he's just he really, good, does he? He really hits, uh, he hits that G hard. Uh, they don't let you do that no more. Did you notice that Boxcar, Boxcar, what's his name? Boxcar, Boxcar Bob. Bob looks very much like Lenny. Yeah, I did. And Lenny happened to be there in the crowd as yeah. well. Yeah. Perhaps no That's, coincidence. Hmm. But yeah, like uh, the final bit of strategy is great. He's tired. Nudge him. Nudge him. Nudge him. <laughs> just kick it. <laughs> anyway, so Boxcar Bob goes down. We then get a fight against Boxcar Fred. Um, Boxcar Ira is in there as well. Then you see Switchyard Sullivan. They're just all hobos. I love the ones that fall through the, the one that falls through the rope. Yeah, which <laughs> is a, a parody of it or homage to a very famous painting is it? Okay. of a boxer. Same deal. Getting knocked out through the. I say very famous. Can't remember the name of it, but um, of Did a boxer you say going this was a takeoff of Raging Bull. This montage. A little bit, yeah. In what way? Because I haven't seen the movie. Oh, it's just a black and white montage of of him winning fights. Fight. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like um. Which, which is it the bowling one where there was a montage of them winning and working their way up the ladder? Yeah. And you see them take the name off and replace it? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Like the, the ladder bit. Yes. Also, like Happy Gilmore. <laughs> uh, yeah. Working his way up yeah. the ladder. <laughs> so then what happens? It, well, Homer's now working his way up the car washes. So, love, that's a great visual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then Lucius approaches Mo with an offer. Yeah. Uh, so after Homer gets to the top of like the very, very bottom rank boxing possible, he then gets offered a shot at the title. Also, a la Rocky. I just love the fact that Homer, like they're making it out like he's a champion. He's beaten nothing but homeless people. Mm. Why in God's name... And not even beaten them well. No, why in God's name would he be able to get into a ring with Drodrick Tatum just because he can withstand uh, pain? Because boxing is like that. Yes. <laughs> it's the great American dream. We did see Conor McGregor fight Floyd Mayweather in exactly. a match. Exactly, yeah. If they can promote it, you can do it. If people are going to pay money to watch it, they'll do it. Exactly. You and I could get into a ring tomorrow and fight Tonya Harding and... She'd do it for the money. Yeah. We'd do it for the publicity. <laughs> Everyone wins. Do you know that that Floyd Mayweather fight with Conor McGregor, he got over $120 million? Which one? 
Mayweather. Mayweather. I, yeah. I, I think he got even way more than that. I think McGregor got like 100 million himself. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they got paid a and truckload of money. People are wondering why McGregor, why, well, why is he retired from UFC? Because he doesn't need to fight anymore. No, he doesn't need to do anything yeah. anymore. <laughs> He's got $100 million. He doesn't need to wipe his own nose anymore. <laughs> he can pay someone to do it. Fucking <laughs> okay, hell. Um, hours work. Is he out of prison, McGregor? Did he get... He never went to prison. He He's now back in UFC. Okay. They've forgiven him. Even though he fucking yeah. threw a chair at someone's window. Beat and up s- an entire bus. Oh. He got bored of fighting people and fought transport. I love how some people thought that was a setup, And Dana White just looked at him and went, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, no. Why would I have a guy do that? Anyway, <laughs> so what's Lucius's offer? Uh, well, basically, if he, if Mo can put the fight together, they need he he needs a fight. Sorry, Tatum needs a fight as like a welcome back exhibition to society match. exhibition match. Uh, the basic deal: if Homer can last three rounds, Mo's back in the circle. He needs to just stand there for three rounds, and mm. so Tatum can show what he can do. I love the uh, but Tatum will fustigate him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then Mo has to come to the decision. Does he put his dreams ahead of his friend? You feel like there's a moment where Mo is... He knows what's re- what's likely, but he's hoping against hope that it won't be the case. He, he, it's, it's like he believes in Homer, but he also doesn't. Yeah. It's like, there's a chance. Yeah. But it's probably going to end with Homer dying. Yeah. But because there's a chance, well, I'm willing to take real it. Real badly fussed again. Yeah. <laughs> Mo then goes to tell Homer on the roof, what was the reason he took him up there? He goes, I'm not here to tell you. have a look at the tar paper. And I was like, you... Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you like to be champion champion of the world? Sure. It's kind of like the you've never been. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I remember we actually haven't had yet, but so then it cuts to the prison. Mm. It's a great little pan. Well, yeah. The only other real reason for them being on the roof is to be able to do that shot. Do I, yeah, which works very well. I just like the fact that uh, there was a moment earlier in the episode we didn't discuss where Mo says, "If I'm going to be your manager, you have to trust me," mm. and Homer does. And I just like the moment of them just on the roof. They're not manager and employee at that point. They're just buddies. And Mo's sort of t- taking him up there as if to say, I guess he took him up there so that Mo, uh, Homer would trust him and sort of feel comfortable because he's going to drop this bombshell on him. Mm. But Homer doesn't even know who Jodrick Tatum is anyway. So then Mo sort of had a, an obligation there to sort of tell Homer, but he doesn't, which makes him a very bad person. Yeah. Hey guys, come on, shut up. Jerry Champ. It was Jerry. Then we come back from commercial and it's the what you think is a press conference, but it's not. Champ, Champ, do you feel remorse for your crime? Oh, yes. Believe me, my God. If I could turn back the clock on my mother's stair pushing, I would certainly reconsider it. Drenerick, uh, what do you think of Homer Simpson? I think he's a good man. I like him. I got nothing against him, but I'm definitely going to make orphans of his children. Uh, you know, they do have a mother, Champ. Yes, but I would imagine that she would die of grief. Rhetoric? Thank you, thank you, but the champ has no time for further queries. This parole hearing is over. Marge then confronts Homer about Tatum. Homer just doesn't get it, does he? No. Um, he's just very oblivious to how badly he's going to get pummeled. Yeah. The Roderick Tatum commercial, though, is also one of my favourite moments in the episode. Mm. I just love how they just play up how ridiculous boxing fights, like exhibition fights are. Yeah. Even the, the, the t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Homer's face is getting smashed. I love the newspaper headline, Champ to Wail on Local yes. Man. <laughs> he's been in prison, but now he's free. So it's now time for the match. Bart is warning. Great silhouette here of Bart warning Homer. So he's sort of like strapping him up. Yeah. He's like, Remember, 
get hit with an even amount of times, I think. Yeah, so you don't get yeah. amnesia. Amnesia, yes. Then they're just building suspense. Like they, they do a really good job yeah. of just making it feel like, I don't know, the, the minutes before a boxing yeah, match. Yeah, they do. It's, it's really, really excellent. It feels like you, it almost feels like, I wouldn't say, mm. it almost feels like you're watching a movie. It does, yeah. It's it's a very cinematic um, few or sec- a minute or so of the yeah. of the episode. Yeah, it's done really well. Um, reminds me. Well, you want to talk about the lead up too. You mentioned Cinderella Man mm. earlier with Rusty Crow. Have you watched that one? Not all of it. No. Okay, but uh, so before his first comeback fight, where he's in the room getting taped up by um, Paul Giamatti, mm. and he hears how hungry he is, and you get that. Like it, it had similar feelings to that of like the tension and the excitement of about to go into that ring about to possibly win possibly get my ass kicked who knows what's going to happen in the Cinderella Man moment very funny because he's been poor he hasn't eaten he's yeah. like how the hell are you going to fight on an empty stomach I don't think I could be a buck I don't think I could get into a fight knowing I could get the shit kicked out of me no no I couldn't even, that's why I exclusively fight small children <laughs> even knowing you're going to get a huge paycheck could you still do it oh for a paycheck sure What's your minimum? How much do the patients have to donate before you would get into a boxing ring? Well, it really depends on the level of boxer. Local boxer. And we'll live stream it in the Patreon group. Local boxer live stream a couple grand. You'd actually do it for a couple of grand? Yeah, for a local. To get the shit kicked out of you? I'm not necessarily going to get the shit kicked out of me. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's not... Let's do this. Let's not get patrons, too carried away here. listeners out there, let's all bind together. If we all chip in a dollar, we can make this happen. I'll do a $2,000 exhibition fight. About? Holy shit. We have I to get to pick happen. the boxer. No, 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 no. <laughs> you pick a small child. <laughs> <laughs> no, a mate of mine uh, was an ex-Victorian under-18s champion. He knows how to throw a punch. Yeah, but he also won't want to bash up his mate. So we're No, he to- would. <laughs> <laughs> He's met me. <laughs> Alrighty, so getting back to the episode, what we were talking about, oh, so it's before the match. So Marge confronts Mo, and Mo... He tries to pretend like nothing's wrong. <laughs> then he puts it on her. Yeah, yeah. If Homer gets killed in the ring tonight, it's because of your negative attitude. There I said there it. There I said it. <laughs> <laughs> and Marge always goes full. You know when Homer does the, it's Chinatown. She's like, don't you ever? Like she gets really yeah, angry. That's yeah, what she yeah. does to Mo here. Yep. And I'm surprised that Mo stood up to Marge because mm. he's in love with her. Normally yeah. he would just do whatever she said, but you know, paycheck. Mm. And you can tell he's stressing out because we I don't think we've ever seen Mo smoke, have we? Um. I think that smoke is just there to emphasize how stressed out he is. So. Definitely never seen him chain smoke or anything no, no, like no. that. Yeah. As she leaves, though, because so she makes him promise that he'll throw in the towel. Yeah. And then he throws the towel in the bin. Yeah, very dramatically. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Then we get Michael Buffer. That was a great touch getting Buffer for it this was, episode. It was, yeah. yeah. Do you know he's trademarked Let's Get Ready to Rumble, apparently? I have heard that, yeah. That's crazy. Um, I don't know. I guess that means he's involved in the Let's Get Ready to Rumble PlayStation game. What about Ready to Rumble, the WCW movie featuring David Arquette? David Arquette as as what as a, a fan yes yeah, so, so <laughs> like he certainly wasn't a wrestler two, surely two wrestling fans who get involved in WCW and get the shit kicked out of him oh okay oh that works then <laughs> <laughs> the brain damage that he suffered is what turned him into Dewey from Scream Ugh. he wasn't too bad in that movie though no David Arquette was fine yeah the character, the character was done. yes yeah yeah <laughs> David Arquette hasn't done much since Scream, I don't think. He hasn't done much since marrying Courtney Cox. Is he still married to her, though? I don't think I he don't is. I don't know. She's I done a lot to her I don't face, follow, that's for sure. I, I don't good. follow marriages. I'm bad with that. Like, I... Yeah. I re- I don't know who's who. I don't know who's Are together. you still married? You kept up No, my own marriage, but celebrity marriages I've got no clue about. Tom Cruise? Who's he married to at the moment? Uh, no one. Is he not? No. 
<laughs> he's always married to somebody, isn't he? I'm sure he's dating someone. Yeah. <laughs> so we get to Simon Pegg, I think. I would marry Simon Pegg. Did you, really? say, did you say Simon Pegg? Yeah. Hot fuzz. Yeah. Simon Pegg. He's hilarious. Not an attractive man. You're not going to marry someone for being hilarious, eh? Well, I just married you. Well, you haven't proposed. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, that was n- th- like if ever there was a case of someone not marrying on personality. <laughs> like, that's me. There's got to be something about me that she just, for whatever bizarre reason, finds attractive. But it can't be because I'm a good person. So, Michael Buffer's doing his intro. I love here that he says, a little bit later, Due to popular demand, we've foregone the national anthem. Which never happened. <laughs> In America of all places. Exactly, yeah. It's so great. They're like, we're short on time. We can't have the national anthem. Uh, but he's introducing the celebrities at ringside, as well as the fair man. There's a bit of a planting mm-hmm. the seed moment there. Yep. Mo then tells Homer to visualize victory. How's he going vic- to win? <laughs> Due to a congenital heart defect, Dredrick Tatum has dropped dead moments before entering the ring. Yes. It's the only way Homer can imagine himself winning. Then we get Tatum's entrance. I've read that the shot of him walking with the people is a takeoff of an actual shot of, of, of Mike Tyson walking to the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's just it's your typical boxer entrance. Music pumping himself yeah. up. Yeah, thinking he's a boring. Legend. It's been done. Yeah, it's what you expect. It's what everybody does. But meanwhile, old Homer, brick hit house, the Southern Dandy. Yeah. <laughs> How good is that? I also love that Grandpa's there in his in his corner as well. Yeah, with yeah. With like yeah. his sleeves rolled up. Yeah. Just nice. <laughs> well, who else would it be? Yeah, Lenny or Carl? Nah, nah. It's got to be Grandpa. It just yeah. works better if it's Grandpa. It does because when when Grandpa's worried that he's getting the shit kicked out of him, yeah, yeah. it's got to be a family member. But also, like Rocky, um, Rocky had Paulie in his corner, yeah. who yep. was nothing other than a friend. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> That's the only reason he's there. Tatum immediately starts bashing the shit out of Homer. Yeah, very and quickly. It's just six you, seconds in. You feel sorry for the guy. He's yeah. just getting the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. Like, if this happened in a real boxing match, they would just end the fight immediately, yeah. would they not? Tatum stop. Uh, yes, they would. When someone's defenseless. But if he's, just... but if a guy can withstand punches and he's just standing there getting the shit punched out of him. No, they wouldn't allow it. In this day and age, absolutely not. in this not. day and age, they wouldn't. No. In 20 years ago, maybe. Maybe. You get the moment with a Charlie Sheen appearance, even though yeah. he doesn't speak. It, just, but... it feels odd. I don't know. Back in the 90s, though, he wouldn't have been such a big star, I guess. No, are you kidding me? Charlie Sheen was massive in the late nineties. Yeah, what was ever ever since Platoon? Charlie Sheen's been huge. But Platoon was eighties. Yeah. So, but But, but, what what was he in in the late nineties? He had the the baseball movies, Major League. Yeah. So Major League, um, he was in the Hot Shots movies. He was in well, Men at Work would have been eighties, not nineties. This is nineteen ninety six. All right. Let's get up Charlie Sheen's filmography. I feel like this would have been a stagnant part of his career. And his comeback was... Charlie Sheen has had no stagnant part of his career. And his comeback was Two and a Half Men. That was when he sort of came back into the the limelight. Film. He was in the shadows of his brother Emilio because Emilio had a Mighty Ducks in the 90s. He has never been in the shadows of The 90s belonged to Emilio, I'm sorry. All right, so... Cheesy was busy. Doing what, though? Uh, Nothing good. No. 1987 was Wall Street. 86 was Platoon. Mm-hmm. So that's peak Sheen. But Eight Men Out in 1988. That's a fucking cracking sports movie. It's, it's, yeah. uh, so then Major League was 89. And 92 or 91 was the sequel. Yeah. Navy Seals in 1990. Men at Work 1990. The Rookie in 1990. Hot Shots in 91. Mm-hmm. Loaded Weapon in 93. Hot Shots Part 2 in 93. The Three Musketeers. That's, that's a one, good yeah. movie. That's I one, really yeah. enjoy The Three Musketeers. He was then in Terminal Velocity, which is not necessarily critically good but it was a tentpole movie Major League 2 94 
All Dogs Go to Heaven 2 in 1996. Mm. So he was in being John Malkovich for a period, uh, as for a thing. Anyway, so from 94 through to 99. He's pretty quiet. If not later. Look, he was constantly working, but in bad movies. But that would mean he is the perfect celebrity to be ringside at a boxing that's match. Well, a joke. That's what I was trying to imply. And you're like, no, Charlie Sheen's always been good. I thought you were trying to imply that, like, why would it be Charlie Sheen? No one would know who he is. No, I was implying that the joke was that he hadn't been doing anything gotcha. great at that point yeah, in time. No, he fits right in with Kemp Brockman and Krusty. Yeah, he's, a, yeah. He's, a, he's not a B-grade celebrity, but he was just a celebrity who, oh, yeah, we like that guy. But yeah. he's not kind of like, I'm gonna, dare I say, Will Smith at this point in time. Um, Tell me something good Will Smith's done in the last five years. <sighs> Definitely nothing good, but he's not... L- he, he Charlie Sheen also always had a kind of feel of slime about him, and I don't think Will Smith has that. No, he doesn't, but Will he's Smith's now resorting choices. to being the, the celebrity of the Australian Open. Yeah, which Leighton Hewitt was for 10 years before yeah. Will took over. <laughs> I know he's doing. he's going to be the genie in the up-and-coming Aladdin live-action film. Yeah. Which I think has a... As big shoes to fill, like they've, they've they've got they've tried to pick somebody who the public doesn't want to shit on because who can possibly fill the shoes of Robin Williams as the genie? I've just discovered here that Charlie Sheen is going to be in an upcoming movie called Nine Eleven. Or hang on, upcoming it might already be out. It's two thousand seventeen American drama directed by such and such. It is based on the true story and stage play Elevator by Patrick Carson, which takes place during the September eleven World Trade Center attack. It is really bizarre to me that Charlie Sh- they would go to Charlie Sheen to play a guy stuck in the World Trade Center on that day when Charlie Sheen himself is a conspiracy theorist about the day. Is he really? Uh, yes. Money talks, Mitch. Money talks. It's not that much money because Whoopi Goldberg's also in it. <laughs> okay. But getting back to the episode, this is where we get the moment where Marge tells or that the cactus warns Homer, you got to hit back. He doesn't. He gets bashed up even further. Uh, then Mo Mo can't watch anymore. He's had enough, so he leaves. Just being a coward. Well, you think he's being a coward. You think he's running away and leaving. He's not though. The crowd's then calling for blood. I love when Marge says, "Where's the doctor? We need a doctor. Kill him! Kill <laughs> him!" And then just when you think uh, Dreddick's going in for the final blow, Mo rescues rescues him with mm-hmm. the fan. That's the only slightly bit of dodgy animation, by the way. That punch was never going to hit, and he pulls the punch short. Yeah. The thing is though, how in God's name is Mo carrying Homer? I understand the fans lifting him. Well, he's an ex-pugilist. He's got stronger forearms than you give him credit for. <laughs> he's just carrying home outside the river. It doesn't really matter. So they take him out. Tatum is taken aback by the fact that he's, Homer's manager actually wants to look after him. Lucius doesn't give a shit about Tatum. I do like Buffer's whatever dignity was left in boxing is literally flying yeah. out the... Is it the window? Or uh, out the, roof? the roof, something yeah. like that. Homer can't remember where they parked the car. This is a really nice marginal line. That's okay. We'll just wait till everybody else leaves. Good logic. <laughs> Mo then leaves for some time to think. You like this ending, don't you? It's very random. Oh, yeah. Um, where are you going, Mo? Ah, nowheres in particular. Yeah. I, I, that line gets me. Nowheres. Yeah. It's a very bizarre ending. Just comes out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. But it, it just... It's, it's just a nice coda to yeah. the episode. It, it, it matches the song. Yeah. Yeah, perfectly. Yeah. Mo's so genuine in all and so sincere in all those photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, really like it. Fighting the fire, I think, is my favourite. Yes, that is good. <laughs> all in all, it's a uh, very fine sporting episode. I think I prefer Lisa on Ice when it becomes when it comes to sporting episodes. What would be your favourite sporting episode of The Simpsons? I think it's Lisa on Ice. Homer at the bats up there, but yeah. I, uh, 
there's a toss up between Homer and Team Homer I like more than both of those. Yeah. So I like Lisa or Nice, Team Homer. Then I, it's either of this I'd or I probably go Homer at the Homer bat, at the bat personally, as your actually. favorite. Okay. Yeah. Why? Just just funny. Like great cameos. Like I mean it's it's a showcase in cameos obviously, but It was a landmark episode for the show. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It's just every time I watch it it's fun. Yeah. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? Whenever you're in a fight, uh, at at all opportunities, punch your opponent directly on the top of the head. Yeah, I've I've never seen someone do that. What would happen if you did? I know you hit him in the jaw and knock him out. <laughs> no, it'd be it'd be awful. Imagine the compression, the, yeah. well, the compression on your neck and your yeah. spine and your vertebrae. It'd That'd fuck be, you up. Like a pile driver. You'd kill someone. <laughs> like yeah. you could straight up kill someone yeah. doing that. Like what I said then, I'm fairly sure is in direct contravention of boxing rules. I, I kind of threw it yeah, out there as a joke. Down. Kids, don't punch people no, no. on the top of the head. I think in UFC, you're not allowed to do elbow strikes directly down like that either. Yeah, I don't so think probably so. Probably for the yeah. same reason, yeah. I learned that knowing your odds and evens can go a long way to preventing amnesia. Ah, yeah, that's very true. Trouble is, I'm not sure that Homer would have known his odds and evens. Uh, I, w- I jumped online to try to do some research for something for Charlie Sheen, I think, and then I stumbled across this great article. Investor takes out a hundred and twenty-seven thousand dollar loan to buy cryptocurrency, loses eighty-five percent. I had a couple of my friends try to tell me to invest in Bitcoin. I was like, "You guys are fucking kidding me?" Yeah. What's uh, wrong with you? Reddit user Crypto Homie <laughs> identified himself. Sixty-nine. Thirty-two-year-old uh, living in Abu Dhabi um, now has to pay three thousand dollars a month to pay back a loan for what he lost. Oh man! Ouch. Terrible. Four-finger discount is not qualified to give financial advice, but we would strongly suggest not buying uh, cryptocurrency. Jamil! Jamil is here! Mailbag time. What have you got for us this week, Mitch? David Rollins writes in. Hi, Mm. Dando and Mitch. Uh, Oh, you know what? Actually, all he did was send in a photo, so it's not um, great for the the mailbag. It's the photo of a truck Mm. called Kang Transport. Kang, cool. And he said he saw that instantly, instantly thought of us. It's on the front. Do they have the actual Kang, the image? Ah, uh, no. So, you said that he saw that on the morning commute. So, okay. if you happen to see that truck again, Where's Dave, he from? Does he say? Uh, does he say? If you do write in Don't a know. letter, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au, make sure you tell us where you're from. Yeah, so we can come around to your house. I was just the reason I asked whether we Kang, personally visit everyone that we yeah, read we the mail uh, mail off. The reason I asked whether Kang, the image of Kang, was on there mm. because I love it when local companies just go cowboy and just use copyrighted material. Yeah, right. But Toy Kingdom on Shannon Avenue just has pictures of Disney characters on the window, which they haven't paid money for. Yeah, and remember that Bedrock um, uh, like garden supplies or something it was? Mm. It used to drive around Geelong and had Fred Flintstone on the side. I rem- oh, yes, I do remember that. I remember up in Queensland on the Sunshine Coast when I was living there. There was. Um, a place that was using the American Chopper logo. Yep. When American Chopper was a huge TV mm. show. And I there was a period where as a fifteen year old I thought, I mean, their lawyers clearly don't know this place exists. I wonder if I'd get a finder's fee if I yeah. told them about <laughs> it. <laughs> Which would be kind of that'd be a cool sub industry in and of itself. Strong arming other businesses who were using copyright material to stop on behalf of the lawyers. Like, if you don't stop that, I will make sure you get sued unless you pay me so you're like a copyright to vigil- not tell them. You're a copyright vigilante. Kind of. You're like the mafia for copyright. Yeah. You know, yes. <laughs> I'll protect you. Yeah, I'll give you 20 cents. Where's cent- my money? I'll give you 20 <laughs> cents on the dollar <laughs> for what for your actual lawsuit. But the only guarantee and protection that I can give them is that I won't tell them. Yes. <laughs> 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 Anyone else might. Next question. What have we got? Uh, ben Lever. He uh, was writing in with an idea for 
my religion. The, uh, oh, the yeah. Mystery into a religion. A couple um, episodes ago, I think. Yeah. I think someone else uh, said, you know, how do we miss the obvious one of calling the followers fingerers? That's true. Yeah. I think you may have said that and I probably cut it out. Yeah. No, no, I didn't, uh, amazingly. But we were going to call them fingerers, but I think the Catholic Church already had dibs on that one. Ah, yeah, of course. Hey! Hey! Ah, fun times. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, but I was I was actually talking to a pastor today about the sex scandals within the church and all that sort of stuff, and he was talking about the flow-on effect that has had to other religions. That yep. it's like there's now a lot of mistrust uh, yeah. floating around. This guy's trying to start a new church in a new area of town. And really lovely guy. And I was just fascinated about, you know, how do you go about getting people into a new church for no particular reason. It's not like I'm possibly trying to start one on my own. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, no, it was just an interesting, interesting thing to hear uh, someone from within that industry talk very openly and very disdainfully, yeah, uh, which is refreshing because not many of them do. Anyway, uh, Ben Lever, um, he was saying that he wanted to take a leaf from the Shinto uh, book from Japanese religion and call it the Grinto. The Grinto? Yeah. yeah. It says, in no time they'll have Grinto cathedrals with frescoes of the Take Mind story done up like Michelangelo's creation of Adam, <laughs> which I do love. Like the idea... if. I know there are a couple semi-decent artists that listen to this show. If anyone wants to draw me up coming from a cloud, passing a Mikey to a guy on a bus, <laughs> then it would be so phenomenal. He's I would mine. almost get that tattooed on my shoulders. <laughs> He's <Like> just... mine. <laughs> Take mine. So here's a name that's going to be fun to pronounce. Alora Roosh? Roosh? Roosh. A-E-L-O-R-A. A E, yeah, L O R A, Alora, Alora, Alora Borealis, Alora, Alora Roosh. I'm going with Ahoy Hoy, Dando and Mitch. My name is. Oh, I should have gone further. She actually helpfully t- tells me how, how to, to pronounce, pronounce it, it yeah. in the body. A Alora. I was right the first time. Alora. Um, I'm a 23 year old woman from Oregon in the Ooh. states. So it's now turned into like a. What's that? Uh, not Reddit. A Roma- uh, romance website. Uh, yeah, a little bit. What's that? Um, what's that thing? Classifieds that people are generally really dodgy on. Craigslist. Yes. It's a Craigslist profile. I'm in the process of binge listening to Four Finger Discount. Currently on season two, episode seventeen, and had to write in. So this could be about anything that I've forgotten that I said. Maybe someone has always already brought this up, but when you're all talking about Top Simpsons. Simpsons songs, the ones that had stuck with a Laura ever since she was a kid was Homer's Hungry Song, linked below. Is that when from when he's a food critic? I could even need a baby, dear. La, 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 la. Uh, well renditioned by you, Dando. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what she's talking about. As I said, I grew up loving The Simpsons, but stopped in high school as the show fell out, in my personal opinion. However, your show has reminded uh, reminded me of how much I adore and respect the show and has made me go back to rewatch as I listen. You guys crack me up and I wish I could review these episodes right there with you. If you're ever in Portland, Oregon, pints are on me. Oh, I'm there. Pints. Mm. Straight away to the That's pints. That's beer. That's pints Thank of beer. You. People don't fuck around in no. Oregon. <laughs> we get the big glasses. As we say in Australia, she's not there to fuck spiders. But... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, which they don't say anywhere else in the world, and that's going to be confusing to her. Uh, best. Thank you, Alora. Uh, best to yourself as well. Um, what you don't realise is how frighteningly 
attainable it could be to review an episode with us. Like literally, if someone was, if someone knocked on the door right now and said, "What are you doing, podcast? Can we join in?" Whatever. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like that's how it would let, work. Let's, let's start a Patreon tier to join the podcast. <laughs> no, nah, let's not. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't need to invite people in. Continue. Uh, well, that's the end of that. Um, sent from my iPhone. Please excuse any typos slash brevity. Damn iPhones. Oh. Neil Parks. This is pretty impressive. With uh, he, he writes in from Acox Green in England. Mm-hmm. A Cox Green. Depends if it's Kermit is, or is not. Is that a real place? <laughs> just, just depend if it, depends if it's Kermit's. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's throwing me. With my favourite episode, you only moved twice. Uh, well, rapidly approaching at the time of sending this email, but having gone up in reality. Yeah. I thought I'd have a go at coming up with an alternate title for the episode. Uh, this quickly turned into something more, however. He's decided to go over each Bond film and gives it a Simpsonized title, hmm. which you would like to share below. Be warned, some of them are absolutely terrible. There's lots of Bond movies. There are, the, yes. Pick so, the five best. Not all 24 are being read because he's gone to some fantastic effort. Okay. And this is going to close out the mailbag. Cool. We begin with Dr. Moe from Springfield with Love, Yellowfinger, Thunderbart, You Only Steam Twice, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Donuts Are Forever, Live and Let Doe, The Man with the Golden Yummy Venus de Milo, <laughs> The Spy Who Snuggled Me, Moon Pie Raker. For Bort's Eyes Only, Otto Pussy, A Poo to a Kill, The Wiggum Daylights, Leesance to Kill, that's a struggle, Golden Abe, The Molman, sorry, Molman Never Dives, The World Is Not Enough, Arnie Pie Another Day, Casino Royale Sampler, Quantum of Sislak, Snowball, and Spec Diddly Ector. Neil... Welcome to the show. You're on. <laughs> Buy yourself a microphone and give us your Skype details. You are the new co-host for Finger Discount. Uh, what was it, what, Neil Parks, was it? Neil Parks. Try and beat that, guys. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com today. We want good letters like that. That's, that was great. That's prime. That's effort. That's one of the best ones we've ever received. <laughs> anyway, we're done. Hope you enjoy my, my lips, my mouth, it's all falling apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to go. I've got to go show you where Mars is. That's it, true. I want to I see Saturn. Saturn's the one I want to see. Okay, you will. Yes, I will. It's going to look like a star. You're going yeah. to look at it and go, why'd you bring me out here for? That's <laughs> <laughs> there. That's the moon. I uh, hope you enjoyed our review of The Home of They Fall. Next week, we're going to be reviewing Burns, Baby Burns with Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I never appreciated this the episode. The podcast that get, get no respect. I never appreciated this until I researched who he was. Yeah, okay. And it's just him playing himself. Yeah. So great. Even the, the, sh- the tie pool. Yeah. <laughs> I might have a week of watching Rodney Dangerfield movies in the lead up to it. Watch him on Johnny Carson. There's no, I've a seen it. Oh, how amazing is yeah, it? Yeah, it's great. It's just, he has Johnny Carson in hysterics. Yeah. And, if, and even at the end, Dangerfield knows how, I think he says, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Carson's like trying to feed him something. He's like, oh no, I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> this set is over. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. As I said, next week, Burns, Baby Burns. Mailbag of fourfingerdiscount.com. Sorry. i Sorry to interrupt you. I might go out with one of my favourite Ronnie Dangerfield jokes as my final words. Just to... I'll, okay. I'll plant that. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au if you have any letters for us or just a Simpsons story in real life. Anything at all, send it through. We read them all. We don't get to reply to them all because there's just so many coming through, but we do read them all. We promise we do read them all. If you haven't yet, please rate and review us on the iTunes store. The more reviews, the better. The shoots us up of the rankings of iTunes. And if you want exclusive content produced by yours truly and Mitch, we got we just we just put up the Jurassic Park review, mm-hmm. 
Um, we did the series review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We did Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom review. We did a Futurama podcast as well. Yes, Plenty Guy of- Davis and I plan on catching up soon to discuss well, Mission Impossible. Yeah, I've, yep. uh, I watch, have seen that twice at the movies, okay. and I need to talk about it to claim the receipts on tax. Cool. Yes. Uh, Plenty of exclusive content on our Patreon page. If you want to support the show, that's the best way. It's patreon.com slash four-finger discount. But for now, Mitch, what are your final words? <laughs> I was driving home the other day and I saw a guy naked jogging down the street. I said, how come? He said, because you came home early. <laughs>